Welcome to the Autonomy Talent Podcast, where each week we feature a brand new independent artist. No set questions, no agenda, just two musicians sitting down talking about what we love. So whether you're a musician yourself or simply a music fan, you're going to like this show. Things just kind of—it feels pretty normalish over here uh, that way. And okay, um, I just started the recording, by the way, so oh, okay. that, that first part of that got cut off. But. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Uh, I can start over. I'm just uh, just oh, no hanging worries. out over here. Well, I've been keeping myself busy by making a lot of music and trying to find some inspiration out from the outside. That's where I get a lot of my um, inspiration is going for hikes. I live kind of in the rural part of um, the Atlanta metro area so I'm close to the mountains so I'm able to kind of get there I'm about 20 minutes away from being out in the mountains in uh, North Georgia so nice. spent a lot of time outside and like looking at birds and flowers and animals and just being out there and just kind of seeking inspiration from that kind of stuff that's cool. I got my day job. Is, looks like it's going to be taking me out in that area on occasion, at least to visit job sites. So I'll probably be in the Atlanta area several times over the next couple of years. Oh, do you know which 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 city in particular, or they just have you kind of just saying in Atlanta? Um, I don't know. I've done projects out there before in various uh, suburbs and whatnot, but. Uh, I know there are about five or six different projects popping up for this one particular client, and uh, they're going to be all over the Atlanta metro area. So. Well, there's lots to do, lots to see, lots of great restaurants here. So uh, whatever, whatever <laughs> you're into, it's it's here. That's funny because I, I my day job is in architecture, and we work primarily for restaurants. So that's <laughs> oh, there you go. I've done several. Like I did Del Tacos out there for a while. I did Buffalo Wild Wings out there for in the, around Atlanta for a while. I did several. So. Okay, so you know what's going on. Oh yeah, I know it's been a, a thriving market for the restaurant industry for for a oh, better part of a decade now. It's been just booming out there. Yeah, yeah. That and uh, there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of chain stuff that's here, as you as you know, and then there's also kind of quite a few unique mom and pop or you know independently ones that kind of are mixed in there, and those are the ones that I usually try to go to more often. But you know, sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta hit up that BW3s, that Wild Wings. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so, what what type of food do you go for typically? I mean, what's your what's your go to? Um, I, I like everything spicy. Um, I love, I love Thai spicy food. I love, uh, Thai Chinese, I mean, Chinese food that's really spicy. There's, um, there's actually a lot of, um, really good Asian restaurants in the Atlanta area. There's an actual Chinatown that has a food court 
that is phenomenal. Oh, and, sweet. Uh, yeah, I like to go there. And, uh, you know, I like to work in – I work in – there's a Mexican restaurant that's right, right around the corner down here, and um, that one's pretty good. So usually, usually spicy food is my is my go-to of any kind of um, kind of. That's where I'm, 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 my my flavor profile is. Awesome, man! I like moderately spicy. I, it gets it goes overboard real quickly for me. <laughs> yeah, well, you you're in Texas, right? Yes. So you know all that Tex-Mex and all that fresh Mex food. You can get it. It can get pretty spicy with some of those sauces real fast. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and like yourself, I prefer like if I'm gonna get Mexican food, like there's some larger chain places that I enjoy going to, but I like to explore a lot of the little small little mom and pop shops, the little taco stand that's inside a gas station and things like oh, that. Yeah. You get some good authentic carne asada and stuff over there, and it's oh, yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's awesome, man. So, uh, well, this has been a long time coming here. We've been talking about doing this for quite some time now i'm glad we're finally able to get on here and make this happen yeah absolutely i know that you um uh we had that where you reviewed some of my songs a couple um well not a couple of you know about oh. six months ago i'm not Probably upwards of a year ago now yeah maybe yeah maybe so yeah because been- i put several of them on some of those uh, quarantunes playlists i was doing back then yeah, and that was that was phenomenal. That um, I was able to I, I saved that to my Spotify playlist and then sent that to all my friends that are on there. And um, right now I have around uh, around six thousand listeners. Um, so I you know things kind of come and go on my on my favorite list, but um, that was def- that's definitely on there. So you're about around around six thousand monthly right now. Uh, well, no, six thousand listeners, and the monthly go. It's weird. My monthly subscribers goes way up and way down. It it varies so much. Yeah. Like I think right now I only have like forty. I have like sixty five hundred followers, and then like my listeners go anywhere from as low as in the twenties all the way up to like four hundred, five hundred. It go. It's very weird. I don't understand how that works. Um, something somebody was telling me is something about the algorithms. Um, but I don't know. I have like a Spotify uh, app on my phone that um, like Spotify for artist app. Right. And so it'll tell me like, oh, you know, so-and-so added you to their playlist. And so then I'll check that out. And then I, my listeners will go way up or my, uh, yeah, my subscribers or whatever. And then I don't know if the playlist gets canceled or if people just lose interest or whatever it is, but then it just kind of goes back down. But yeah, I can see that. Like, I'm sure some of those playlists, like I know some of the people that do like a monthly playlist, you you pop off for a month or two, but then they kill that playlist and do another one for the next month. So, well, I'm getting some feedback here. I'm not sure what's happening. Uh oh, looks like we locked up. Your image is still in the. I can't hear anything. Is here. Well, okay. It looks I, like we free. Uh, like I didn't hear anything you just said. Yeah, I think one one of our internet connections glitched out for a minute there. Yeah. It's all good. 
I got carried up with that and forgot what the heck we were even talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, about playlists and such. And I was saying something yeah. like, you know, like caviar music on on Twitter. I'm sure you're familiar with them, right? Uh, I'm not sure if I follow them or not. Anyway, he does a monthly playlist, so like it'll. So you get on that one one month and it'll blow up and get you get a ton of streams, but then he like will kill that playlist and do another one next month. So things like that I can see happening. But I guess some of those playlists probably they just kind of lose popularity. I know the quarantunes one like I, we mentioned earlier, those were actually getting quite a bit of streams early on, but they fell way off because I I didn't have the time to really continue to promote <laughs> them. So. Right. They're all still there. There's that one that's uh, all the mixed genre one that's got everybody in it, and it's over 12 hours worth of music in that one. Yeah, that's amazing though. And yes, I do follow Caviar Music um, on Twitter. Yeah, I know. I know he does a monthly playlist that's uh, pretty popular. Yep. He does a lot of hip hop and stuff, but uh, he dabbles in other genres as well. Yeah, I kind of my music kind of crosses over a couple of different uh, genres. You know, a lot of it. Um, my original, I mean, if we're going, my origin story was kind of uh, I started in a, a really heavy rock band way back when. Um, and when I was in college, you know, it was very much the grunge. The grunge scene was still there um, in the '90s, and um, went from that to kind of making. Uh, folk rock music and then went from folk rock music into um, like easy listening rock and roll and then kind of found like I liked really making instrumentals and so um, I really started trying to take on different pieces and, and putting it all together basically by myself and so that's kind of what moved me towards more of my projects that I've been doing now is that I've really I really would love to, my end game would be to be able to get into a couple of different, my songs into some movie soundtracks and or video games. And a lot of the music that I have now kind of, when people listen to it, they're like, I, I, that sounds like it should be in a video game. And I'm like, <laughs> precisely, if you know somebody, put me in touch. <laughs> yeah, there's a that's a big market right now too. It, it really is. It really is. And I, I've had a little bit of some success with, with some of it, but... Um, um, like right now, there's a I have there's a grad student in at Georgia Tech, and then uh, another guy from um, University of Georgia that just graduated, and we're collaborating hopefully to getting my uh, at least one song each into their independent movie that's coming up. Um, so that would be a, a game changer for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I've got a a deal with my band and a, through a friend of mine, a friend that she knows. Who's gotten us a deal trying to? Uh, we're gonna try to write a song for an independent horror movie. That's gonna be interesting. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. We've already kind of got the, a song in mind, one that we've been working on for a while now. And it's one of those that we haven't focused on a lot because we have other ones we're working on. But it's one we come back to every other practice or so and and tinker with it and try to get the get the structure just right and everything. But uh, we're not in any big rush because they're not ready to start shooting on this film until probably like late summer or into, maybe into the fall. So it'll be a while before they'll need music for it. Yeah. Well, if they take your song and they need one more additional song, let them know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. 
it, and, you know, that's another thing that's kind of neat about the, the Georgia area. There's a lot of film and a lot of movies being made here. So um, on my Instagram, I'm trying, you know, I have a lot of people that I try to follow and try to and communicate with. But I, I feel sometimes it's so saturated at the same time of it being there's so many opportunities. It's also quite, you know, um, saturated with there's so much talent here. I mean, there's millions of people in this area and, you know, a lot of them are high quality bands and musicians. And a lot of that is the like the music director for those projects is just inundated with stuff and he has to just go on his own and try to find something. And it's just a matter of what he comes across or what has been presented to him. So, or her. So it's, I've studied up on that a little bit, not enough to really speak on it overly intelligently, but I know that the, those people are just completely overwhelmed in their jobs right now because there's such a vast selection out there. If they want something for a particular mood, there's literally thousands of tracks that they could go to, and it's a matter of getting making sure yours is one of those that they hear. Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's gotten so easy to do releases, um, you know, through um you know either cd baby or what you know everybody can get their stuff to itunes and youtube and uh spotify and stuff so easily now that if you yeah. just check i mean how many down or how many things are being released each week it's not like you know it's like tens of thousands of songs are released each week <laughs> i know it's incredible the volume that we get today yeah yep and- course that means you've got to cut through the noise because a lot of that is like really not exactly what how should i say quality (laughs) oh sure i mean i mean you can get any you can release anything i mean you can release i mean people have been releasing like their partners snoring uh you know you can get dog howls released you can whatever it is that's crazy so like there's there's a lot there's a lot of in you know a lot of it's branding a lot of it's marketing and ultimately sometimes it's like kind of someone maybe who you know or a friend of a friend that gets you placed somewhere or on a really good sound uh soundtrack or yep. playlist but you know th- these people who do the pay pay for play uh spotify playlist a lot of that's just bot work of course yeah um, i mean you know <laughs> It early, early on when I, it, on my first release, um, you know, when you first release it, I think, I'm not sure how it works, but uh, obviously you start getting, you, you yourself start getting inundated by people saying, hey, you know, on Instagram, uh, we'll, you know, get thousands of followers, get thousands yep. of plays. And it's like, so I bought into one, one time and just, just to give it a C and it's like, there's no way that you could have someone do 5,000 streams of one song and not get any new fans out of that. Yeah. It, you unless know they're I mean? bots, like you said. Unless they're bots, just like clicking through, like just clicking it to play it to get your numbers up. Cause I was like, you know, if 5,000 people heard this song, at least 30 or 50 of them would say, Hey, you know, either, even if it was like your song sucked, <laughs> But there was like no, there was like no um, interaction, so I was like, I'm never doing that again. Um, yeah, like, I mean, five thousand. If one percent 
decided to follow. That's still 50 new followers out there. Sure. Yeah, it was was nothing like that. It was just – so, you know, you got to go through – you know, people talk about paying your dues. You got to go through and and network the old-fashioned way a lot of the time. And doing things like this is great. I mean, um, this having a chance to be interviewed and talk with you and get to to have some people uh, in different areas – outside of my Atlanta area is, is phenomenal. And I, I'm really appreciative of it. Uh, it's my pleasure, man. I enjoy doing this. It's, yeah, I've talked with now, you're going to be about, as far as the interview episodes go, this will be number, I think it's 35. So oh. it's, I've done quite a few of these now. There've been a couple of repeats already in that, but yeah, it's it's been fun. And I've talked to people from, in all genres from all over the world, from from here all over the U.S. to all over Europe to South Africa, uh, yeah. Singapore, you name it. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. I just you enjoy have, doing it. Keeping a uh, detailed record of uh, how, how where the where they're from. No, I just in my own memory, basically. <laughs> it's not like I have a map, and I'm, I should probably like start marking it down to where they're all from, or at least a spreadsheet or something. You really should. You really should. Cause I'll forget in a couple of years and be like, yeah. Somebody will bring up a, a guest from Zimbabwe. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I haven't had anyone from Zimbabwe Zimbabwe just yet, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, it's the internet brings people from all over together, and we're proof of that. You know, like and and everything is just a a Zoom call or a Skype call away. Yep. And if you make yourself available to it, then uh, you know, then you're going to have those opportunities. Some people get closed off by it, and some people get intimidated by the experience. But you know, I, I like to talk, and I, I and I love meeting new people, and I, um, and I, and certainly reaching people through common ground of music is just, I mean, that's just the icing on the cake. Exactly. And it's just you get to sit and hang with a, another t- talented individual and sit there and discuss what you love, man. And what's, so it, it, it's just fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can imagine that it would be uh, – you probably get to hear some interesting tales and interesting things from people from all over. Really do. And it was fun. Like, uh, for example, the, the one girl I had a, an interview with from uh, Singapore – Winifred, uh, Winifred Tan, I believe was her last name. I'm gonna have to go back and look now. I hope I didn't just mess that up. <laughs> but she was—it was funny because she had like on—I was scrolling her Instagram before we got on, and I saw her and her previous band. She was in a uh, cover band, and uh, showed them playing at the Hard Rock Cafe there in Singapore. And it was pretty interesting because I've been to that hard rock cafe during my Navy days. And when I was there, I remember going to that hard rock and it still looks exactly the same as it did in 1992 when I was there. That's and awesome. And it's funny. I brought that up to her and she was like, oh, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, funny. That was probably about three or four years before she was even born when I was there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, that's uh, as far as playing and being out in, in at different clubs, I haven't played live in forever. I mean, uh, COVID COVID and, you know, coronavirus aside, um, I really, the last couple of, um, music projects that I've done have had 
multiple layers, but they've all been by me. So it'd be very hard to replicate that sound live. Right. Um, if you, my, these last two albums and part of the one before in my old, uh, my old band, um, it just got to where, um, I was, I'm, I'm very, it's, first of all, it's hard to find quality musicians that you can vibe with and get things done with. Um, and so I just began teaching myself a long time ago, all the parts myself. And that's just kind of where I've been. Uh, my brother is a phenomenal uh, kit drummer. And so uh, on this the upcoming project that's coming up, um, I've got actually two EPs and a whole other project that are, one of them's in editing stage right now. Another one is more than halfway done. And the other one is um, just past the rough cut tracks uh, or the rough cut portion of it. So there's a lot of new music that's coming um, out soon. I, the, the EP will be done this summer. Um, and that, I mean, it's actually, it's like done now, but we have, I'm just in mastering it and getting studio time between uh, my real job and being able to go there is um, a little complicated. I get that. Yeah, but uh, I do. I've done all the parts except for the kit drums, um, and like I said, my brother did that, and he's uh, he's just a phenomenal drummer. And I can play you know some basic four four stuff and some basic um, patterns, but when you have somebody who is willing to to do much better than that for you, you take it, you know. Absolutely. But other than that, the guitars, the vocals, the perc- the rest of the percussion. Um, the backing vocals, all those things are all uh, done by myself. That's awesome, man. I'm, I, it's been a while since I went and listened to those tracks. I actually re-listened to some of your stuff just a, a month or two ago when we first started talking about uh, get talking about doing this again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, but like I'm blanking on titles, so I hear so much stuff. So <laughs> pardon sure. me if I don't remember any song titles off the top of my head. I'm sure of it. I wouldn't hold you to it. <laughs> <laughs> I myself, I myself, you know, as someone, um, I my, on my Apple Music, I'll or I'll Shazam stuff everywhere I'm out. Like if I go into a into a Thai restaurant or into uh, a Mexican restaurant or wherever I'm at, um, a mall or well, just wherever, um, I'll just put a Shazam stuff that I hear and so I have this really eclectic playlist of just like international music and random stuff that I'm not normally listening to that I'll play. And I was just like, Oh man, that was a pretty good song. And you know, I just have a, this one playlist um, that's just like um, out on the, like on the road. (laughs) It's like my on the road playlist. Um, So I've been exposing myself lately to a lot of different music that I don't normally listen to. Cause I'm usually in the sixties and seventies classic rock mode. And then, um, 90s grunge area, and then that's kind of my go-to's. Awesome, awesome. I uh, I haven't, uh, but lately I've just been listening to a lot of independent music and just um, what you know, just whatever is around. I grab and then I put it all on the, put it on a random shuffle. I need to start thinking about doing that because I I use Shazam all the time when I'm out and about, but I don't have a playlist that I add them to. I should start thinking about doing some of that. Yeah, if you do you have uh you have Apple phone? 
No, I'm Android, but okay. I use Spotify, but it still would work the same. Okay, well, yeah, because well, if you listen, if you have Shazam and then you open it, it'll ask you uh, add to. It'll be like it'll ask you like, would you like to add this to your Apple playlist? And so yeah, there's there's a spot where I can click to listen, click through to listen on on Spotify too. I just rarely yeah. ever do. Yeah. I never thought about it because I'm listening to it right now. So why would I click through to listen to it? But it makes sense to do that that way. Oh yeah, you can come back to it. And you'll, you know, sometimes it's it's really funny. Yesterday, as a matter of, uh, no, yeah, yesterday, um, I was shopping. My my nephew is getting married um, this upcoming weekend, and so I was looking for a new shirt. And when I was in the store. They played like four songs in a row that I had never even heard that were really good sounding songs. So I was like, huh. And um, one of them, one of them was by the Lemonheads. Do you know those guys? Uh-uh. The Lemonheads. They they did a cover. They're most famously known for covering um, that uh, Simon and Garfunkel, Mrs. Robinson song. Oh, really? But uh, it's like a it's like a faster, edgier version of it, like way faster and like kind of uh, yeah, you can check that out. But they I didn't I recognized the guy's voice, but I was like I don't recognize this song, so that's what I did. I just hit it, and um, then there was a couple other ones on there. But yeah, it's it's a good practice to get into, and then you wind up with some new music and you know because I sometimes I do get bored of just listening to the same. 60s and 70s stuff. I'll try to find some deep cut. I'll like search the artist and try to find some deep cuts every now and then or sound like the people that are like sounds like this, you right. know, like whoever it is. Um, I do that all the time. I'll get into a phase where I'm like, like, man, I'm tired of the same crap that's on this playlist. And I'll have like 80, 100 songs on a playlist and I'm like, I'm tired of this whole playlist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I'm more of a, a metal guy myself for the most part, as far as my go-to. I mean, I listen to all kinds of stuff, and I listen to a lot of independent artists, as you can imagine. Yes. Um, and I've done some of the Spotlight episodes where I'll actually take three tracks from an artist and play them on the show here and give my commentary and kind of an analysis and breakdown of them. So I'll do that also some, but I've, I haven't done one of those in quite a while now, but... Um, last one I did was actually for a band that I auditioned for. It was that was kind of fun. I learned one, a couple of their songs already, so I, I knew them quite well before I even started listening to them for that. So, oh, that's neat. Yeah, well, was, you said you like uh, heavy metal, uh, and you're from Texas, so you gotta like you've gotta like Pantera. <laughs> I knew that's where you're going with that. Of course. Uh, um, I I miss. Um, I kind of wish we'd ever gotten some new music out of them or and things hadn't ended so dramatically and so abruptly when they did, but yeah, 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 I was able to, I, I was thankful I got to see them four times live and, uh, Never did. oh man, the first time I saw them, it was in a small hockey arena, uh, like a double a hockey arena. Nice. It was so loud. Uh, oh, I mean, I I had earplugs in and it was still so loud. And um, the second time I saw them, it was an outdoor venue. And then I uh, saw that was that was both on uh, Stronger Than All, uh, a Roll Glitter's Play of Power, I mean, um, tour. And then the last one I saw them was on the Far Beyond Driven tour. And that was insane. Um, 
that was like the wildest crowd. And I've been to, I had been to a lot of shows up to that point, but that was like the wildest crowd I've ever been a part of. And I had been like to Soundgarden, you know, a bunch of other pretty intense bands, Rage Against the Machine, several times in the in their prime. And that Pantera show was still the craziest, like mosh pit, craziest looking people, just like people, you know, doing every kind of thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. I never got to see Pantera, but I saw Dimebag play live twice. Oh, okay. Just for one song, both times. But he uh, he was the one that kind of discovered the band Disturbed. Yeah. And got them signed. So anytime they came to town, like I saw them three times. I have seen them three times now. And uh, the first two times, Dimebag came out on stage with them during their set, and they played Walk with him, with him playing on guitar. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was cool as hell. But the the last time I saw them, Dime had already been 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 gone for several years, and uh, during the the opening band was a uh, Breaking Benjamin, and during their set, Dave from Disturb came out and sang, and Breaking Benjamin played along with him, and they did that song in honor of Dime Bags since they were here in Dallas. Okay, that was yeah. kind of a neat little tribute. Um, are you familiar with the band Mastodon? Yeah. Yeah. The the guy that I all of my the recording studio that I record at, Lead Belly Studios, that's the guy who uh, originally was recording them. So oh, he, nice. Yeah. Um he uh has a bunch of they're from Georgia and they have a bunch of um he has a like their first couple of EPs and, and their first I think their first full length album is all done by him. So uh, Matt Washburn at uh, Lead Belly Studios. So that's that's where I record, and that's kind of why it's also sometimes hard to get in because he's so dang popular that his schedule fills up. He's never available on the weekends. <laughs> I can see that. So it's a always, busy time for them. So. Yeah, I'm there on some random Wednesday or something, you know, trying to get my songs done. But, um, yeah, I love it. I love being in the studio. I love being able to record. Um, I love being exposed and just being around that kind of environment. So, uh, tell me a little bit more about your music. You uh, you talked about how it spans multiple genres, but I mean, I know there's like elements of electronica in there and just all kinds of stuff. So, like, who are some of your major influences? Well, I I grew up on a on a heavy diet of the of the Grateful Dead and Pink Floyd for my older brothers, um, and then uh, and like the Doors, and then as I was uh, coming kind of coming into my own musically i it, that was right during prime nirvana soundgarden pearl jam melvin's um kind of primus uh listen to all listening to all of those bands kind of regularly and when i was doing my heavy metal band my the very first band that i was in we were doing a lot of we did some like uh original metallica covers you know i was like you know the old like from kill em all right uh, ride the lightning, that kind of stuff. And um, as I was going through it, I was like, not only is this hard on my voice, it's it's kind of not. It's like I love to listen to it, but it wasn't my. I did. I wasn't really feeling uh, doing that any kind of long term. And I I realized that I was more into like 
Crosby, Stills, and Nash in like the Doors, like the the gentler side, <laughs> and Pink Floyd still, you know, like the the nicer kind of psychedelic, um, easier going kind of rock and roll. And so as I started making my own music and, and I left that band and was doing kind of like I said all of the parts myself, I was like I was really interested in creating that duo or that you know that mix of real instrument elements such as real guitar and all of the percussion that i play are all me doing it for real mixing it with samples from uh, electronic sounds um either but most of it still too like i use my uh, like a chord k oscillator um and i'm not sure if you're familiar with what that is or not no but it's like you're still playing it it's like a big, it's like a big touchpad, if you can imagine. It's like a touchscreen um, instrument. When you when we get off of this call, go to YouTube and 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 Google Korg or you know put in the search engine Korg K oscillator jam or something, and you'll see these people doing amazing things with this machine. But that's one of the things that I use a lot. It has it's like a it's a mix between like a DJ groove box and um and a keyboard kind of combined. Interesting. Yeah, it allows you to you you as you, like you can tap the patterns so you can do percussive stuff on it. It has, you know, like 50 different bass sounds and like a bunch of psychedelic sounds and um uh, like um just all kinds of things and if you put your finger on it and you hold it it'll keep doing that sound. Or you can do, you can add all kinds of um, effects to it. So it's quite interesting. I still, I've had it for less than two years, but I still feel like I haven't even scratched the surface with it. I can see that, man. There's a lot of stuff like that that you use it for what you need it for, but it'll do so much more that you don't even have a clue what all it's good for. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And, and And as far as like the, guitar and the bass i have a couple of different effects pedals but all the guitar sounds that you've that are on the last two albums are are myself and so um i, I love playing guitar uh, i wouldn't say that you know i'm overly an expert at it i i would say i know what to do to make the sound fit the the song <laughs> but it's the most it. important thing man <laughs> yeah, exactly i mean there's been a lot of uh, huge songs that come out of people playing two chords or you know, um, but that's just kind of that's kind of where I'm at. I, I love doing, uh, you know, when I was uh, the lead singer in my old rock and roll band, we did. I was the 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 maraca shaker, tambourine, um, djembe, drum playing, uh, conga player. Um, I love the, all the little percussive, little side effects um, things to do, and so on all of the music that you hear um, that I make. I'm, all of those sounds are myself. I I play all of those myself. Awesome, man. So when you're playing guitar um, and you're recording it, do you typically use like modeling software, or do you have, or are you mic in a cabinet? Uh, uh, great question. A little of both. Um, a little of both. Like the Matt has like ten different amps. And he has like eight million microphones. Yeah. And so it just kind of depends. Like the on this project I'm working on right now, I run I, I'm uh, mixing between playing a Telecaster and a Stratocaster. And um, 
we're running it into my my Korg Toneworks, and then out of that, um, we've done both into a cabinet unit and then mic'd it, and then we've also done straight into his processing board, which has a um, digital EQ and everything like right in front of him that he can kind of tweak and churn to get the, you know, he can pick the amp selection digitally or whatever. So it's kind of, we've done both. Yeah, I'm wanting to get a DI box for like, we're uh, just getting ready to start recording finally with the band over the next few months. We'll be getting some of that done. And uh, I know our bass player has one, and I want to get one. Uh, what I want to do is I want to have a DI box so that I can go into it and then out into my pedal board and into the amp, have the amp mic'd. Pardon me. But then also off of that, go st straight into a DI input so it's just straight from the pickups in the guitar into the into the recording system, you know, into the computer. So there's no effects on it or anything, so it's a clean sound of clean tone that can be adjusted as needed and then we can always have that to like fill in underneath the the main body you know so have it in the mix but maybe dialed back or if there's a spot where you want to bump that up a little bit to fill things in more or whatever i think that would be a really good way to do that sure on top of you know double tracking all the guitars but right right maybe a hard pan right <laughs> Yeah, well, with my setup and our other guitar player, my lead guitar players, um, I'm primarily rhythm. We have I have one solo in one of our songs, but um, like I'm a, I'm a full Marshall stat guy, and he's a whole Mesa stat guy with a Paul Reed Smith, and I'm playing an LTD into a Marshall, and he's got his PRS into his Mesa, and so he's got the dual rectifier head and all that. So it's like those two tones contrasting other each other enough to make it some real interest there so the idea is to like pan one hard left and the other one hard right so you get that contrast sure yeah i usually i'll play i'll, I'll do one track of strumming and one 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 track of picking and then even on top of that one and then of course little riffs and solos along the way um but when you're doing instrumentals, some of it sometimes it's kind of hard to piece together where a bridge would be, or you know, sometimes it just kind of just kind of flows all together. Um, yep. But that that's what what you guys got going on sounds pretty good. I, what's your favorite effects? Honestly, I use I have eight one distortion pedal, which is a Boss is the middle core, not the old metal zone, but it's the metal core, the newer one from Boss. And I have a wah pedal, and I have a little compressor pedal that I use once in a while on certain things. But that's it for me. I'm very basic. I run the clean channel on my amp with the gain turned all the way down because I get all my distortion from that one pedal. There you go. Or lead lead guitarist, he's completely the opposite. He has he uses the distortion channel. Well, he's got uses the dual channel, a dual rectifier head of his, so he can click between the the clean or the, the overdriven channel on his head. And then he just uses his pedals for like, he has an, an, a delay and a reverb and a few little things like that. He'll add in once in a while and a, and a wah pedal also. So, so we're kind of like uh, pretty much opposites on everything. It seems like it's kind of funny. Well, that makes for some different sounds. So that's probably a good thing. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's, of course, I've, this is my second band. The first one never really went anywhere because we never even really got it fully formed. We never had a singer even. But um, so I've only been in this band for two years now, and 
and Flip, or other guitar player, he's been doing this for a long time. He's toured and regional tours and stuff with a couple of different bands earlier. You know, he's been in bands for going on 30 years now. So it's I've been learning a lot from him also. That's been a great learning experience for sure. Yeah. That sounds like a it sounds like an interesting time. It really is. I don't know how we got so much talking about my stuff. Oh, no, <laughs> it's supposed to be about you, man. Yeah, well, it's it's a give and take, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's the give and take. Exactly. Um, it's it's fun to talk talk music, man. Whatever comes of it. Absolutely. So um, I don't know where where we going next here. So I guess um, you know, like I said, we, the next. Uh, CD or the next release that's coming out is going to be a six song uh, EP. Um, it's going to feature primarily again some uh, instrumentals uh, ranging from um, upbeat. Some of it's going to be upbeat. Uh, most of it's you know set at a higher uh, beat per minute kind of tempo. We, there's going to be one one chilled out song and at least one song that I'm uh, that has lyrics. So I'm looking forward to that. And then the the other songs, there's going to be like another at least six song or five song EP that's almost done. And then I'm switching. Uh, I'm, I'm, I recorded this stuff with my brother that's going to be actually uh, more rock and roll, uh, a harder bit, a little bit harder uh, sound and a little bit more distortion on the, the other projects. So I'm excited to see how that goes. I haven't done uh, a hard rock kind of project in a very long time but uh, i wanted to kind of i had some original songs that i've been wanting to get out for a long time so so somehow i managed to skip mentioning the name of your project um <laughs> uh, the, the well my band name is quarter cracks and quarter cracks is a is an old family name on my on my grandma's side and i just thought it was a really cool sounding name it kind of sounds Everyone's always like, well, how do you say that? Or what is that? You know, like, what is a quarter crux? Um, but um, it's just an old family. It's an old German family name. And I was glad I, you said it because I was afraid I would butcher it. <laughs> I know. I, it, you know, and I, and I just, I think it's, it, I like it. It's kind of funky. It kind of sounds a little aggressive and maybe a little um, sci-fi sounding, maybe. I don't know. It sounds like, you know, get on the quarter crux. Yeah, exactly. That's I was I was curious as to the story behind that if it was like something along those lines, but that's that's pretty cool. Like, my my last name is an old German name too, so I get it. So. Yeah, yeah. My 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 name my last name is very extremely German. Um, it's Furstenberg. Furstenberg, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like my la my last name is Gelwick. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like my, my one of my my dad's mom, her last name was her maiden name was Schultz, and it's just like the Smith of Germany. So, <laughs> right, yeah, and no, our our whole family's very, uh, very German sounding, but it was uh, on my grandma's side and uh, on my mom's grandma's side. So uh, we were talking about it before she passed. I was like, "Tell me everything about everything you remember," and that was one of the, like I was writing down all the names. I was like, "Quartercrux, that's cool sounding." Um, so I just kind of, I was like, I'm going to use that for a song name sometime. Cause I was still on playing on it with my old band. And then when we kind of fell apart, I was like, I'm going to just make that my new band. There you go. And I don't, I don't really have a name yet for the EP. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to take one of the song titles and just make it one on uh, my first, uh, project. 
the light is on there's actually a the 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 album is called the light is on and there's a song called the light is on and on the second one it's called it's called your brain keeps score but there is no um your brain keeps score song on that one so i don't know this third one i'm not sure i have a a list i'll probably throw a dart at it there you go Song titles are like, I don't know, that's one thing that's always kind of baffled me, unless it's something that just comes to me out of the blue and it happens to hit. But just to sit down and come up with a title like that, I, I struggle with that, to be honest. Yeah, I, it, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Well, sometimes it's weird. It, it kind of comes in shifts for me. Sometimes I'll have three, four, five song titles come to me. I just write them down. Now I just type them onto my phone and put them in the notes section. Um, but before I would, like, you know, it'd be on the back of a napkin, a scrap piece of paper, <laughs> or somebody would say something on the, you know, on a TV show or something. And I would be like, that would be a good song title. Um, you know, and sometimes I'm just walking around. Like I said, I spend a lot of time outside. I try to and every now and then I'll be like, well, I'm just going to like, I have a song that's coming up. That's, um, it's called Green Green Owl, and it's. I mean, I just got that because I saw a huge owl that was sitting up in a green tree. There you go. <laughs> Sometimes it's real basic like that, you know. I used to have a big long list of potential song titles like that, and um, a bunch of different lyrics and various other stuff I'd done, and and my notes app on my phone, on my old phone, and when it died, I lost it all. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, I occasionally, uh, as I've gone, I've screenshot it and emailed it to myself. That's a good idea. Yep. Android doesn't come with a native note keeping app like Apple does, so I had to download one. And fortunately, it does have an option. You can, you know, like save that off to the cloud or something, but, you know, for like a small subscription fee, but I just never have done it. Yep. Just, uh, but volume up and power button and screenshot that thing. Yep. You reminded me that I need to do that like right now, actually. <laughs> Happy to be of service. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had like a character studies and everything for a, a sitcom I wanted to write. Um, I had a lot of information about it all on there. I had several like comedy bit ideas and some that I even worked up some on there, and I was just like tons and tons of stuff that I lost. I was so just dis- dis- just disgusted with myself. That that would be rough. It all saved it internally, not on the card, so I didn't. I couldn't even like, you know, because that's one good thing about these. They have external storage, but oh well. We live and we learn. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, what what else what else do you need to know for this interview? Anything Man, else, anything else that you're thinking about? Um, just we covered a pretty good bit of information here. Ah, uh, yeah, we're we're at the 48 minute mark. Yes, sir. <laughs> Good times, man. I usually try to cut them off by about an hour or so, so don't get just crazy long and people start tuning out, you know? <laughs> sure, sure. And plus it helps in the editing time because sitting, the longer the episode is, the longer it takes to sit and edit the thing. <laughs> oh, I believe it. I believe it. Even when there's not a lot to actually edit, you still got to listen through it. And every once in a while, you know, there'll be like um, something where I'll like kind of have a brain fart for a minute and I'll need to just clip that part out where I was stumbling over my tongue or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, or if something's way off topic, I'm sure that you have to go through some of that and, and kind of deal with that. Yeah, and there have been a couple of instances where the guest was like, um, I'd really rather not have that out there. And Bob I was like, okay, no problem. So. I can't think of anything that I've said that uh, would not uh, make the cut. Or, you know, something. there's not anything that I'm thinking of that would... Uh, right. Well, this particular instance, the one I'm thinking of, the guy was like, uh, he had said something, he talked about a, his previous job, and he he was afraid that it didn't really represent them in the best light. So he's like, I don't want to like have that out there. I don't want to make it seem like I was talking bad about them. I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. I don't think you were, but I'll cut it out just to be on the safe side. Yeah, there you go. Minor little stuff like that. Yeah, so how? So what's the next step for this? So you, you go through and you edit it, and then and then what happens with it? Um, I'll I'll t- run through it real quick, give it a listen, um, cut out a few little things here and there, little like stupid background noises that came in and whatnot. I'll run a few plugins on it to kind of pump pump it up a little bit and drop an intro and an outro on it, and I upload it to my hosting service and which is Podbean, and then it gets just once um, I get it uploaded, I usually schedule them ahead of time, so I. I like to have them drop at like 12.01 on Wednesday mornings so that they're in people's, you know, they've. it takes a while sometimes for the streaming services to pick up those feeds because it's all done with RSS feeds. Okay. And, uh, but by that, that, by that way, by the time everybody's going to work the next morning on their commute, it's, it's up there. It's one of the more recent ones that's in their feed. So. Fantastic. That's about it, man. And okay. then I'll start promoting the hell out of it on Twitter and Instagram and everything else, Facebook. That's phenomenal. Yeah, I uh, I, was, I was trying to as I'm going through my 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 thought process in my head right now. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that you know uh, that I really wanted to add. And I guess it would be just to uh, be on the lookout for that EP. It should be done. Um, it should be out and released fully by August for sure. Um, but um, I'll be I'll also be cross promoting it. You know, on my my social media sites. Which is, uh, you know, at key at quartercrux underscore music on Instagram, and then at quartercrux three, the, like the number three, um, on Twitter. And that's pretty much where I do most of my 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 band stuff. I, I have a Facebook page, but I'm not very active on it because it it's like every time I pull it up, it's just like ads, 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 ads. <laughs> Um, and I, and you know what I mean? Like nobody's going to be looking through that and I'm not going to pay extra to have something on there, but Twitter has been pretty good and Instagram is usually my go-to. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was about to ask you about for your handles on there, but you already covered that. And, yep. and I'll, I'll link those in the description of the show here too. So. Oh, that'd be great. And then people can also, I mean, hopefully people will follow me at Spotify, um, with, with quarter crux. Um, I'm a certified artist on Spotify. And so, just look for right now. My active picture is the Your Brain Keeps Score um, CD cover, um, and then follow me there. And I usually, when people follow me, I usually follow them back unless it's like something. I don't. I'm not really into explicit music. Like if there's a lot of cursing or if they're using anything racial, I I'm just not into that at this yeah. point in my life. You know, <laughs> I just I can't. I um. So if if it's like heavy cursing or really uh, monotonous. Um, repetitive lyrics. I, I don't usually get into that, but pretty much everybody else, if they if they follow me, I give them a follow back or at least 
if I find somebody that I really like, I usually retweet them out on my pages and stuff because I think right now, especially people really need some good music to kind of get them through. They have. I mean, there's been a lot, a lot of music consumption over the past year, a little over a year now since all this went down. So. Yeah, I mean, well, people are sitting and streaming, you know, they're inside or, I mean, people are getting out now, but people are still listening to a lot of podcasts and listening to a lot of music. And I would, that's another thing I would love if anybody, any of your listeners needs intro or outro music for their podcast, I would love to get some of my instrumental stuff there if it fits their, their vibe. And, and um, I would, you know, like to have someone reach out to me or I can reach out to them if they, if I get a contact, it'd be great. I do know someone who was wanting to get something new for his podcast, uh, new intro. He's using some a song that's like an old like grindcore, like heavy, heavy song, and he's like, it doesn't really go with the theme of the show that much. So he's wanting something a little different. So, and from what he was describing, uh, you might it might be onto something there. So I need to I'll get to, after we get off here. Yeah, love it. Actually, my little brother. So, <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I mean, I, you know that, and that's just kind of how it works. Sometimes, like you know somebody, or I know somebody, and that person tells somebody else, and then next thing you know, it, it goes somewhere, and that would be fantastic. Absolutely, man. Well, that's cool, Keith. I appreciate you coming on, talking with me for a while, and sharing with me about what you do, dude. That's it was good to hear. Oh, I appreciate it so much. And I, as soon as you know, when, let me know. Uh, you know, you you know, you can message me on Twitter, or uh, usually I'm more responsive to Instagram because the Instagram is on my phone. Right, man. Um, yeah, let me know. Let me know when it's up, up and ready, and getting ready to be out, and then I will uh, cross promote you on all of my social media as well. Sounds good, man. We're looking at probably two to three weeks from right now, so I'm Perfect. just starting recording another batch right now, so. Oh, that's so awesome. That'll be that'll hopefully give me a chance to get into the studio one more time and maybe wrap that EP up. Right on, man. Yeah. Well, it was good talking to you, you know, catching up with you. I'll hit you up on Instagram right after this and uh, get you in contact with my brother and maybe y'all can make something happen. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Let me know. Thank you so much. All right, bro. It was good to talk to you, man. Take yeah, care. You too. Take care. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Autonomy Talent Podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me and my guest today, and I hope you really enjoyed the show. If you did, I would ask that you follow us on whatever podcast player you're listening to, and go check us out on our social medias. I'm most active on Instagram and Twitter, at AutonomyPod. So go follow the podcast accounts over there, and I'll be seeing you again next week. Take care, everybody.